You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Happy Wednesday, Bruce. How are you? Well, healthy life. Uh, yeah. Life is normal if it wasn't for all the crazy going on. Yeah. Speaking of crazy, I heard your governor decided that he was going to have a barbecue underneath of a vegan billboard for everybody that wanted to show up. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that's, is that's, fun. That's just it. That's what you're supposed to do in the face of this stuff. You don't cave to the mob. You don't capitulate to this. You don't give in to this. Because if you do, it just gets worse and they, they always take more and more and more and more and more and more. You didn't hear about that? Your governor, you didn't hear about that? I actually didn't hear about that one, no. (laughs) He had a barbecue, like this massive barbecue underneath uh, a vegan billboard. Oh, I I love it. That's great. Uh, That, that, uh, I'm sure it's probably a publicity stunt, but the the fact that he had the balls to do that is just. You're in Oklahoma. Like you guys, you guys love barbecue down there. Yep, we do. Um, but the, there, there is a, a bit of a woke crowd um, encroaching here. So, you know. Yeah, there and is now, that. To be fair, it's something like 80% of the votes here in the, in, in Oklahoma went to Trump. So, I mean, it's not like we're, we're you know, going woke that quick. You guys are, but you guys are a, a Republican state. You could have fooled me. <sighs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you could have fooled me. I mean, me. We're, we're, we're out Texasing Texas in some cases. So. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? That, that is. That's yeah. that's that's pathetic. That's pathetic. But you know what? I would argue that that's people that have left California, excuse me, California, and have moved to Texas that haven't changed their ways. That, that's just it. That's just yeah. They're changing yeah. the way that those areas are because they're not recognizing that you voted a certain way and you made those places you came from hell on earth and you haven't changed your ways. Yeah, but if you if you go by what the identity politics is, if you go by what they they say, um, for example, they, they they have the educated, you know, income, you know, those types of people are supposed to be the the better knowing. They're supposed to have more information, more knowledge, more whatever. If you look at Oklahoma and you look at our demographics here, this is not a well educated, high income state. Just not uh, the the area I live in is probably the the ritzier part of Oklahoma. Um, it, actually, this county is the one of the richest, uh, wealthiest, but it's still below the like a, a house here compared to like California or New York or, you know, some of the bigger, even the coasts. The same house would be double, mm-hmm. not if not triple on the coast. Yeah. So it, well, that's just it. I mean, different how long? Here. Yeah. How, how many years have we been telling GP move, 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 get out of there, move. Yeah. And he could it, sell everything he's got and and go to your part of the country, and he would have he he'd be making bank, and and he'd yeah, have a comfy life. He he would. So if you already have like the assets, and then you sell them, and then move to this part of yes. the country, you would be fine. You yeah. you would you'd be well off. Uh, but if you're trying to like if you have some assets, selling them off, and you're wanting to continue doing business and that kind of stuff, if you're not into farming, ranching, or oil. You're not really going to do much here, you know, so there's not much as far as business is concerned. 
Actually, honestly, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting back into, uh, I wouldn't mind getting back into farming. I, I really wouldn't. I wouldn't mind getting back in, you know, not, not so much the livestock side of it, but, you know, just the dirt farming. But even so, it's such a pain these days because everything's ruled by big agra, you know, your, your favorite yeah. things like Department of Agriculture. And the EPA yeah. just goes through and they look for things to just hammer you. You know, I was reading that there was a discrepancy with one farm. There is a farmer somewhere in the Midwest. I can't remember what state it was. I just saw it in passing yesterday. Somewhere in the Midwest. He's tied up in a I think he's on year three of a lawsuit because there's a mud puddle in the middle of one of his fields and he can't touch it because the EPA has declared it off limits or something. It's a, I don't know, they consider it standing water so you can't touch it. Yeah, see, that doesn't fly. I, I, I would be a horrible... Uh, I, I don't bow to the EPA. If, if, I, if I had a farm and was doing stuff and I had a puddle, I would fill that puddle and I would continue to farm. And the EPA doesn't like it. Come at me, bro. This is the same EPA that lists clean dirt as a pollutant. Yeah. And hay dust. This is the a, same EPA that toxified the Colorado River and turned it orange for a time. Yeah. I remember. I remember that. I was under Obama, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And it was okay. They didn't, you know, they didn't have to pay any kind of no, fines fine. or wasn't fine. any, nobody got arrested or any of that. No, you do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you sit there and you, prison. of course you are. And you sit there and you argue with these people. They'll just say, oh, okay, eminent domain. And they'll take your land. Again, come at me, bro. If, I, if I'm a farmer <laughs> and I have the farm... Come at me, bro. Well, you saw what happened. I'm not I'm not going to get into this, but you remember what happened with the Bundy Ranch and the cattle grazing, yeah. right? And the grazing yeah. rights. Yeah. So that that kind of thing right there, that's what should have happened. You know, that, that's what should happen when you've got the government that comes in there and tries to encroach and tries to take your land from you and claim eminent domain and all the rest of it. No, no, I don't think so, Jack. What happened down there? That was a real Americana response when that happened. You had people showing up on horseback saying, uh-uh. <laughs> you're not today, Jack. You're not taking this man's land. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. See, um, you, you kind of have this thing that um, they, they, your land is yours and the, the government doesn't actually have the authority to come in and take your land from you. Um, they have to, number one, they, if they do deem that they have to take the land for whatever reason it is, they have to fairly compensate you. So they would have to pay you the, what the, the land is worth. Um, if you fail to do that, well, there's a couple of amendments that ensure that you do not come and do that. I like how you say there's a couple of amendments as in yeah, the, implying the, the, yeah. the second one. <laughs> there's a couple. Well, there, there is a couple. You can be outspoken on the thing and talk against them. And then, you know, when that fails, if they fail to see reason, you you have the second amendment to ensure that they don't. And, you know, honestly, if, you're, if your livelihood is your farm and your ranch, this used to be a thing back in the day. They would stand and protect their land to the death. I, I mean, if, if they come in and, and say they're going to take up your land, you have no other livelihood. What are you going to do? I mean, they're threatening your very way of life. Yeah. You know, there's a this this thing that's going on down there with the border. You got a lot of ranchers down there in Arizona, New Mexico, Texas and all the rest of it. They're concerned because, I mean, they're, they're calling for this, uh, this whatever, you know, they're, they're calling for Kamala Harris to resign because she's the supposed borders. Our woman hasn't even had a single press conference on the deal except to stand up there and to lecture people about uh, the disparity of climate change or something in, in these in the, the Northern Triangle or whatever in the hell talking point they're using. It's yep. ridiculous. And they're concerned for their safety on their land. They have every right to defend themselves and their property down there. As far as I'm concerned, everybody else in the U.S. has the right to do that, too. Of course you do. But anyway, I, I guess I'm, I'm getting off topic. I, I want to talk about that 
I, I do want to talk about that. Let me, I will say this on this because it's not really before we move on. If you if if I was on the border, I would absolutely have buddies come up and be well, like, honestly, I we're think that's set out, and you come across the border. I'm, I'm sorry, honestly, the federal I think government that's a, is supposed to take care of it. I don't think you're wrong there. I don't think you're wrong there. I think that that's what has to happen because the federal government is not ensuring border security. The state national guards are not ensuring border security. The governor's not sending them down there of any of those states. So what are you supposed to do? It falls back, in my humble opinion, in that situation, it falls back on the on the citizens. The Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia necessary to the security of a free state. That's us. That's we the people. That's our responsibility. If the government isn't going to stand up and protect the citizenry, then we have to do it ourselves. We're on our own. That's rugged individualism. That's the point. Okay, I guess since we're going to go down that road, AOC, you know, the woman who says she's going to wear a mask now, even though she's whatever. Following the science. Yeah, she's following the science. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. she doesn't feel she doesn't feel safe. She's going to continue to wear one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. AOC and dozens of other House Democrats cite radical reckoning to oppose targeting gang members for deportation. We shouldn't be deporting MS-13 gang members, basically, is is what she's saying. Ocasio-Cortez and 34 other Democrats objected to immigration authorities targeting aggravated felons for deportation. So I'm just curious. um, If you or I were to say there would be radical reckoning for something the government is doing, how do you think the government would take that? Uh, Well, let's see. In this current climate that we're in, it would be domestic terrorists, white supremacists. uh, 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 I don't know. Pick your other label. But those are usually those are the top two these days that they like to throw at you. Yeah, I I imagine if if we were talking about that and, you know, the uh, government um, caught wind of that, I, I would imagine I would have an FBI agent knocking on my door shortly after after that came came to light. But it's okay for them to say that and radical reckoning and and mm-hmm. literally threatening violence. What what is radical re- uh, reckoning? What 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 is that? That's what they claim happened on January sixth. Yeah. So if they're claiming radical reckoning and they're saying this was the worst attack on American democracy in American history, um, hmm. What what am I supposed to conclude that you're insinuating? Uh huh. So a group of her demo, uh, of course, Cortez and her a uh, group of her uh, Democratic House colleagues in a letter to federal immigration officials, demanded an overhaul of immigration policies and objecting to gang members in the country illegally being targeted for deportation. Um, you, you, don't, you don't just send a letter over to ICE and say, uh, change your policies. You're the legislator. You're the legislators. Put the bill through and see if it passes. Propose it, first of all, and see what kind of traction you can get on it, and then see if you can get it passed and then send it over to the Senate, and then send it to the old man, and see if he'll sign it. That's our process. You don't arbitrarily pen a letter and send it over to ICE and say, uh, which, by the way, they want to abolish, and say, uh, change your policy because we don't want you to deport our our constituents. That's what <laughs> that's what they're actually saying. Yeah. ICE, why don't you stop doing what you're legally required to do, okay? Just because we sent you a strongly worded letter, all right? The lawmakers claim that an interim enforcement memo issued by ICE does not adequately protect this is unbelievable, does not adequately protect the liberty interest of asylum seekers. <laughs> you Okay, so <laughs> you don't get any liberties that is an asylum seeker when no. you violate the procedure. Like, you're supposed to apply for asylum in your country or in another country when you've escaped, if it, you know, you're under threat, that, and then you go through the approval process. You don't come to our country and then say, I'm seeking asylum. It's not how it works. 
you, you can't even do that in, in you can't even do that in the European Union. You can't even do that. Not by their charter. You can't. They're doing it anyway. The the ones in government that, that are wrecking everything They're They're how do I put it? It's a race to the bottom for those idiots, the, the elites. But even so, if you have a, if you have, a, a say, a refugee comes over and says, uh, I want to get into Switzerland. You know, they cross the border and say like, oh, I don't know, uh, the Czech Republic or something, or, or one of the Eastern Bloc countries. They cross the border coming out of the Middle East and they say, well, I'm on my way to Switzerland. Well, that's not how it works. Or I'm on my way to France or I'm on my way to uh, Spain. That's not how it works. That's not how you do it. Even though the, the, the EU's violating all of that anyway, their own charter says this, which they're not even following. Their own charter says, if you're going to request asylum in the European Union, you have to request asylum in the country that you first arrive in. By that decree, the ones that are going to take the hit are going to be the Eastern Bloc countries. Unless, of course, you're flying them in. George Soros and his NGOs have decided to circumvent that. They've been doing all that Zodiac boats coming across the uh, North African coast to the southern part of Europe. That's George Soros mm -hmm. all the way. That's him all the way. All the rib boats and everything that Marty talks about when they come across from like Calais, when they come across the channel over into, uh, into the UK. All George Soros. That's Soros in his organizations. So it, they can circumvent it's like, it. It's almost like he's doing the same thing here in, in, in the, the US. US with the, but, the busing in illegals. Yes, but it's a different. Well, they're doing the busing once they get there, but it's different. The, the crowds that are coming up from Central and South America, we've talked about that. What they're doing, George Soros has a deal with MasterCard and MasterCard has a deal with the United Nations. So Soros is taking money, funneling it through his NGOs to MasterCard. MasterCard is then doing these prepaid cards, right? These prepaid MasterCards that are being issued by the NGOs in those those uh, neighboring countries. And they have a route plotted all the way up through South America, Central America, and then up to into the U.S. And then once they get to the U.S., they're loaded on buses and they're taken to Democrat controlled cities where they're given housing, medical care, food, tuition, all of it, everything. That's their new voter base. COVID money, you know. Yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. COVID money. I forgot about that. So that, that's the deal. And and they're getting paid somewhere around one thousand to fifteen hundred dollars per leg of that trip. So if you start in Venezuela, I mean, and you come up all the way through those Latin American countries, each country that you stop in, they'll just load your card back up with fifteen hundred more. This is not a migration of people that are starving. This is not people that are fleeing climate change. These are not people that are fleeing uh, what what she said? Drought, <laughs> drought. That they're mm -hmm. not fleeing the drought or the, uh, the the hurricane that happened five years ago. They're not fleeing that. I do believe that they are fleeing cartel violence, but those countries have collapsed because they're run by the cartels. So bringing them up to North America or bringing them into Europe that doesn't fix the problem. The problem still remains in those countries. You don't uh, you don't get to seek asylum just because your country sucks. Right. And, and it's not like they're like I said, they're not starving people. They're not. These are people that are coming up. I mean, have you seen the, the, the have you, we've we've seen the videos of these people. Yeah. They're coming up with designer clothes, Tommy Hilfiger clothes, Nike backpacks, Nike shoes, talking on cell phones, smoking cigarettes, beer bellies. They're not starving. It'd be one thing if they were. But they're not. Yeah, if it'd be one thing if they were starving and it'd be another thing uh, as well if if uh, they were like political enemies or political prisoners and they've escaped or, you know, there was some kind of legitimate reason that they're being hunted or whatnot. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, if a good example would be, uh, I don't know, the Jews that tried to come here back uh, during World War II and we turned them away. 
those would have yeah. been the types of people that we would, uh, you know, allow asylum to. But Or a lot of the Irish that came over. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had a lot of Irish immigration, especially into the uh, into the Northeast and up into New England. And I'll tell you something, man, they the Irish. Uh, I will say this. The the two, at least according to our to our own history, the two nationalities of people from Europe that were actually treated the worst. I'm not talking about I mean, we let them in, but they were treated very badly. The Irish, we treated them really bad. And the Germans, we treated them really, really bad. Uh, and that's that's terrible. That's terrible. If you were to go back and you were to look at that stuff. I mean, there would be. Do you know the kind of violence that would happen in the in the German communities in America because of something that would happen back in Europe? Yeah, that's appalling. That, that's yeah. appalling to even think about that now. You know, when I read about that, I, I almost couldn't believe it, that we actually behave like that. And, and I look back on that now and I think to myself, I mean, that that that's not acceptable now. What happened last summer, this time last summer with those riots and there was no condemnation, there was there was nothing. You had Democrat lawmakers that were out there endorsing it. That's disgusting. They were burning down their own neighborhoods. I'm, I'm glad you made that this, that that point there and brought it back to the modern era, because I'm not surprised it happened back then because we're seeing the exact same exact same thing happen now. They're discriminating against uh, groups of people because of someone else's wrongdoing. Yeah, and if you notice the people that that voted for Biden, I, I, I'm not going to. I don't want to play party politics or any of that stuff. But the people that voted for Biden, they're now seeing the consequences of that vote, aren't they? The people that wanted Trump gone. Well, I, that's the question. Are they? I don't know. I I would like to think that they are now. I've been a critic of Trump as of late, especially over the last week. I don't agree with with Trump on this whole vaccine stuff. I, I don't agree with him on that. But if you listen to his words very carefully, he does say one thing when he talks about those vaccines. It should be people's choice. You shouldn't be mandated to take them. I will give him that on it. So if you want to go out and you want to take one of those things, that's on you. So I'll give him that aspect of it. But as far as everything else and, and continuing to, to push it and all the rest of it, no, no. I can't I can't get on board with that. But if someone wants to of their own accord, do their own research and then do and then go out and take that thing. Go ahead. But the nearest I can tell the ones that have been pro taking it up to this point, they've either got covid or they've been hurt by it. And I'm talking about the celebrities. So anyway, getting back to that point there. Do people really see it? I don't I don't know. I would like to think that they do. Do I think that they're now seeing the consequences? I mean, let's look at it in this context. What did you have under Trump right now? I, I, I had a lot of things that I agreed with him on. I had a lot of things I disagreed with him on. But what'd you have under Trump? You had a solid economy until COVID. You had a hateful media. But I mean, that was, you know, that was a given. But that was going on for years. But you had jobs. You had a somewhat stable economy. You were dealing with problems in your schools, but nothing like what's happened in the last 12 months. You didn't have rolling blackouts. You didn't have gas shortages. You didn't have conflict in the Middle East. As a matter of fact, it was the opposite. Trump was brokering the Abraham Accords. Does anybody even remember that? He was putting the world, especially that region of the world, on a track for peace. He was pulling us out of the places that we didn't belong in. He was bringing our people home. He was dialing down the troops in Europe, all the rest of it. That's an old strategy. Quite frankly, it was a failed strategy. I understand the reason that they constructed it, but we were still stuck in that old way. But you've got 100 days of the old man in there now. Has it been better than it was under Trump? Is your economy better? Is the spending better? Are your gas prices the same as they were? Are your food prices the same as they were? I thought 100 days of a, of a mask mandate was going to fix it. Wasn't that what he said? Doing 100 days yeah. of, of mandates, mask mandates, and that's, yeah, it's going to fix it? Well, I mean, that? Two weeks was supposed to fix it. Two weeks was supposed to fix it, yeah. But do people even see it? Well, 
at least we don't have mean tweets anymore. Well, yes, yes, we don't have mean tweets. You know, I saw a video this morning of a man at a gas station in North Carolina. It's heavily edited for good reason. You'll understand why. But he's walking around, just for reference, African-American gentleman, walking around at a gas station that's pretty much out of fuel. There's lines going up and down the roads of people trying to get in there. There's only two pumps open. The rest of them are, are empty. And you've got people walking around this man. No one's even acknowledging what he's saying. He's walking around with his MAGA hat on. It's, it's kind of funny, actually. But he's 100% correct in what he's saying. Now, again, this is heavily edited, but I think you'll get the idea once you hear it. But again, people, I think, as you said, Bruce, I, I would like to think that they are paying attention. I would like to think that they they do see the the consequences of, of what they've brought about, but I don't think they do. Not from this gentleman's perspective. Not at all. So let's hear what he had to say. And now we ain't got no gay. Really? I need Trump back. Anybody else out there need motherfucking Trump back? Anybody else want that fucking Trump back? When was America ever great? We had gas. We had electricity. Some people no electricity, no jobs, waiting for a stimulus check, waiting on the guy extra food stamps. What's going on? We wasn't going through this shit for the last four years. We were winning, 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 winning. And all y'all sitting at home being quiet as shit now. Somebody say something. Tell me why the fuck you support Joe Biden right now. Tell me why you support Joe Biden right now. Everybody wanted to get rid of fucking President Trump. What's up? Look at this goofy ass shit. People ain't got shit to say no more. Just sitting around like sheep, goofy ass sheep. All they can do is wait. 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 The Democrats tell us they got a Green New Deal for 2030. Green New Deal. You ain't got no plans for everything to run off electricity, electricity in 10 years. You do got a plan to fuck up everything within the next 10 years, but you damn sure ain't got no plan for to run off electricity in the next 10 years. <laughs> you got a plan to fuck up everything within the next 10 years. I want Damn Trump back. It is stupid. Everybody had a lot to say when Trump was in the was in the White House. Anybody got shit to say with this fucking old ass bum in there? Fucking up our fucking country. Fucking up the economy. These motherfuckers projected that we gonna have a million new jobs, two hundred thousand new jobs. And where the fuck are they at? Probably two hundred thousand illegal immigrants that you motherfuckers found up at the border got new jobs, but we don't. We hurting in America. Everybody quiet. As shit. Where the the Joe Biden supporters. I can tell y'all why I support Trump. Tell me why y'all support this motherfucker. Ain't doing shit but fucking us up every day. Fucking us up. Is that man wrong? I think he voiced um, the the uh, the emotion that we have of what's going on right now. I, I think he voiced that rather well. Yeah, uh, he's also right about the Green New Deal. That's not a deal to improve your life. That's a deal to to rocket you to poverty. Is all that is. Keystone. Keystone was shut down. That was the first thing that the administration did. They shut down Keystone. There's a few states that have come out and, and I think 19 states came out and were like, yo, Biden, um, why don't you uh, open up the uh, Excel pipeline again and, uh, you know, start start doing that Keystone thing, you know, because uh, we just had that colonial pipeline go down and you know you've seen how you've seen how uh, that affected us. Why don't you uh, why don't you open up the other one again? Huh? Yeah. That's going to fall on deaf ears, I'm, I'm, I, I think. You know, I don't know why people waste time, lawmakers, attorney generals, retired generals, whatever. Why do you waste time sending letters to the president of the United States? The man doesn't know where he is. 
Why do you waste time with that? I feel as though that's a waste of time. It's a nice gesture. It's formality and all the rest of it. You can hold it up and say, look, we penned a letter to the president of the United States. Okay, but what is that actually going to do? Do you think anyone at 1600 Pennsylvania is even going to read the damn thing? No, they've got their agenda. They've got their talking points. They have their puppets and their green screens and their production sets, and they're moving on. It's at the very least, it's a formality that they could say, look, we tried to do something. They didn't do anything. So now we're going to double down and do something ourselves. It, I mean, it at least, uh, well, in a perfect, perfect scenario for Republicans, they could they could say, look, we tried. The administration's not doing anything. We're going to do something. And it, it could, um, you know, I don't know if any of the politicians really had any testicular fortitude, they would stand up and say, look, we're going to do this anyway. I don't we, we, Fed. So what? We, we're getting together with the other states. What are you going to do? Come and stop us. What are you going to do to try to stop us from from opening this pipeline up again? There, there, there's nothing the Fed can do about it. No, they can't. And that that's what I said. I think we talked about that in the initial uh, stages. I said, just call a conference of all the other states where that pipeline's going to run through and do it. D- don't send letters and, and say, oh, well, what can we do? Is there a deal? We-? There's no deal to be had. The only deal these people are interested in making is shutting you down and keeping you down. That's their deal. That's not even a negotiation for them. There's no talking point to be had there. I, I, I really wish we were being hyperbolic. I really do. Uh, yeah, be nice. But here's the thing. Is he even supposed to be there? Biden, I mean, you know, basement dwelling Beijing Joe that got 81 million votes. Most popular U.S. president ever. More popular than Obama. Whether you liked Obama or not, he was a charismatic individual and he was extremely popular. I believe that he actually had that support. Do I believe that Joe Biden had that support? Absolutely not. Right now, you're looking at a 17.5% discrepancy and only 20% of the votes have actually been accounted for in Maricopa County. Maricopa County has now been caught deleting election data from their routers. Once they finally toyed around and gave everybody the run around and dodged subpoenas for about a week, I gave them enough time to go in there and delete the data that they needed. And of course, now there's no hiding it anymore. The mere fact that you deleted data, that just shows that you're guilty. But now- he's gone to prison over it, I don't think. Then why are they still nervous? I I think they're still nervous because the American people- We'll see it. But I don't think they're nervous because the justice system is going to. No, 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 they're not. No, 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 no. No, the justice system be damned at this point, because if they were going to do anything, they should have done it a long time ago. It's put back on the people now. After we went off yesterday, the state of Wisconsin, their Senate said that they're going to begin the election audit process, not a recount, an audit. Then they're going to go to Michigan and they're going to go to New Hampshire. Then they're going to go to Pennsylvania. Then they're going to go to Georgia and all the rest of it. Then they're going to go to Nevada. Oh, yeah. Maricopa County, though, that's the beginning. Now they're saying their county's board has disputed allegations that it deleted election data from their machines. They say, no, 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 we, we didn't delete. Well, then why is it deleted? We, we, we didn't delete that. OK, well, then why is it deleted? Why was it deleted 72 hours ago? The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors says that they're wanting the election audits to end. They don't want any more looking into this. No, 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 no. We, we don't want any more of that. Why? Well, we've already seen that you've deleted data. We already know that the ballot counts are off already by 17.5%. What more are we going to find? Officials in Arizona's largest county on Monday urged the state Senate to bring an end to an audit that is reviewing ballots cast and machines used in the 2020 presidential election. It is time to end this for the good of the Senate, for the good of the country, and for the good of the democratic institutions that define us as Americans. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and two other county officials wrote that in a letter to the Arizona GOP Senate President Karen Fan. Those are elected positions, are they not? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 
I want every single one of those person's names and I want to know who their bosses are. Because if they're calling for an end to those audits, then that means there's probably something that implicates them. That would be my guess. Yeah. Or at the very least, they're, it's going to upset the balance that there that has been there, right? The established normal order that these politicians have been, I don't know, using. Uh-huh. In the 14-page document, the board, which is mainly comprised of Republicans, think about that for just a second, think about that, attempted to counter accusations by auditors that the county handed over nearly 20 or 2.1 million ballots without chain of custody documentation and with discrepancies in some ballot batches. Yeah, they couldn't find the receipts and yeah, they they were miscounted and some of them were stuffed in the bottom of the boxes and mixed in with all the other stuff. And yeah, it was just all a mess. And yeah, auditors had said auditors had also said that they found an entire database directory from an election machine had been deleted. Hmm. Hmm. No, no, no but that, they don't do that. They, they don't delete that data. Right. Yeah, they're supposed to keep it for a certain number of years by law, actually. The board called the accusations false, defamatory, and beneath the dignity of the Senate. <laughs> who writes this stuff? Who who writes this stuff? Who are your PR people? Who are your speech writers? That's what I want to know. That, that, that's a good question. While we're investigating that, let's just go ahead and lump in all your offices, too. Let's find out who's working in all your offices. And the reason I say that, the only reason I say that, is because you're trying to stop a process that we need to get to the bottom of. We need to find out what happened on November 3rd. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I care about free and fair elections. I don't care who wins. If Biden wins fairly, then I will tip my hat to it and say, all right, well done. Let's get through this. But that's not what happened here. The reason I say we need to look at all these people and look at all of their staff and everyone in their offices Eric Swalwell, who sits on the House Intelligence Committee, was sleeping with a Chinese Communist Party operative. That was back when he was a local level politician. Dianne Feinstein, Senator Dianne Feinstein, who sat on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Her driver was a Chinese Communist Party operative for 20 years. 20 years. Do you people have some plants in your offices, maybe, that might have ties? Possibly. It's worth looking into. Because if we were to find that Arizona was wrongfully counted and awarded to someone that shouldn't have gotten it, and we find that in all the other states, well, gee whiz, who does that benefit? That benefits Beijing if you've got Joe Biden in the Oval Office, doesn't it? But see, if if Trump actually won those states and he actually belongs in the Oval Office for a second term, well, that's not in Beijing's interest, is it? So I'm just asking, you know, because of, because of um, transparency and fairness, and of course, we wouldn't want to... Um, promote false, uh, defamatory, and and uh, undignified uh, conspiracy theories here. So we need to get to the bottom of it. So I don't care if a board of supervisors or hell, a state senator comes out and says, well, we need to shut this down. How about you sit down and you shut up and let those people do their jobs? I'm constantly thinking about what would, what would happen if this were reversed? If this were Republicans that won the election and the Democrats lost and they think we cheated they just spent four years uh, on that. yeah um we we've seen riots we've seen um uh, the the constant uh uh whining from uh hillary saying that you know you the populace didn't show up enough to uh get her elected it was your fault um what what, what kind of uh what 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 would we be seeing here oh. we've seen democrats do this time and time again when they're losing when they lose they're sore losers. 
they throw a fit. They want to recount. They want, you know, this was a, 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 an invalid election. I'm the rightful winner. What's Stacey Abrams? She still says she's the governor. She lost by like 50,000 votes. But she said the, the, the election was fraudulent and blah, 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 whatever. I think she's actually getting more work done than the actual governor, Brian Kemp. Yeah. Yeah. So in all honesty, just to be I, fair, I think it uh, albeit in the wrong yeah. direction. Mm. Just just like to make that clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Republicans, we've said it before. Republicans are, are pretty spineless. Maybe, maybe uh, they had a little bit of a transplant from Trump and maybe they'll have a little bit of spine. The, the, the thing is, is the, the Trump supporters, they've tasted blood now. Uh, they know what it's like to have someone stand up for them. And they've seen what kind of change can be affected when when they do stand up. So at least the Trump supporter has um, gotten a little bit more backbone to them. Um, I'm concerned it's not going to be well um, directed, if you will, uh, or, or aimed to really affect change. But it's a good start. I don't know. It, it's just if this were if this were the Democrats, they would be there would be audits everywhere. And then when they found that there was election fraud, they would be rioting in the street until the, the president resigns and they have a special election. Like the fact that we, all, all the Republicans are just rolling over and are like, nah, the, the, there's not, it, it just, there was no fraud. Let's just move on. He's not, it, it's now Biden. We don't have the mean tweets anymore. Let's just, it, it's Biden. Let's go. And he's the president. It, it's, it's disappointing, not surprising, but all right, let's uh, let's switch up a little bit here. So I've been seeing some stuff here the last couple of days about the U.S. Supreme Court is going to hear a case that may lead to the end of Roe v. Wade. It's a stretch, I would say, to be an end to it. Is it enough, though? Because it, here's the thing. It, we know what the Supreme Court does. They make rulings based on precedent. Yeah. So is it enough to set a precedent, in your opinion? No, because there's already been a precedent set. Okay. Roe v. Wade is the precedent. So uh, if, if you go off of just precedent, then they'll shoot this down. So basically w what's being litigated here is Mississippi passed an abortion law banning procedures after 15 weeks of uh, pregnancy. So they didn't ban abortions. They banned abortions after 15 weeks. The court, uh, they're going to see this and go over it. I'm, I'm curious to see if Amy Coney Barrett's going to, you know, uh, be that crazy conservative that they said she was. So far, I haven't been super impressed. She's written herself out on many of the judgments because she's like, well, these started litigating before I was uh, uh, appointed. So I'm not going to I'm not going to No, you took the job and you should you thrust yourself right in the middle of it, is my opinion. But throw me into that briar patch, Jack, man, I'm all there. Yep. Uh, I, I, Either you're for the Constitution or you're not. There's no you. You can't be wishy-washy on this. I mean, not especially not now. So uh, my opinion on this, um, I don't think it's gonna. I, I think the Supreme Court's gonna be like, eh, man, we 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 yeah, we can't really make a judgment on this, and and they're gonna say, well, Roe v. Wade, um, it, it's it's illegal, and that that's that's what I think it's gonna end up being in the end. And then you're going to have the, the dissenting views that are going to say, oh, this is terrible, horrible, blah, 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 you know, whatever. The the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, you know, life should be one of them protected, blah, blah, blah. We, we You know, the typical arguing points that we've seen, I personally, I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. What I really would like to see is when the Supreme Court shoots this down and says, yeah, this is not legal. Mississippi flips them the bird and says, we're going to do it anyway. Come and stop us. We're, 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 okay, you know what? Actually... Since you said that the 15 weeks isn't um, isn't uh, uh, legal, 
all right, no abortions, period. We're completely abolishing it. And if we catch you doing it here, you're going to prison for life. Double down and say, bring it on. What are you going to do? You know, I, I, I tend to think, and I, I think we can agree on this possibly. I, I tend to think that when this started, when we started the whole legalizing abortion in America, that was the beginning of the end. Was that because I, I think it was definitely a big sign of the end. Yeah. I, I don't know that it was the beginning because you had to get society to the point that they would accept that. True. So true. Yeah. But I think that I was would, a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would argue in this sense, it was the hippie movement that fostered the road to bring that in. Um, well, now, I mean, the, the, the woman that, that did the litigation or, or that uh-huh. filed the lawsuit, she was a hippie. I mean, she yeah. was from that. So, yeah. But my point is, is that you made the uh, you made the mention the other day that you didn't stand up the populace. You didn't stand up for all the abortions. You didn't stand up for the unborn. So here we are. If you didn't stand up for that, then you're not going to stand up for anything else. This one boils me. Uh, this makes me angry, vehemently angry. I, I, I'm struggling to hold back because this is this in this country. You have the freedom of speech. You have the ability to go out there and r- r- protest this. And what did we do? We sat on our asses and let it happen. It, it just it infuriates me. We're this is the most vulnerable amongst us. The innocent, the ones that have had no opportunity to do right or wrong, and we just allowed it. You know, just for that one alone, everything that happens to this country is well-deserved. I almost kind of wish we were on an exclusive there for oh, a second. Oh, yes, I am. I want to be on so bad. I, I just want to let the swear you know, words we, flow. You Ugh. know, we have the we have the bleep actually you so do you <laughs> i yeah I, I do as well it's it just oh man i'm like physically sweating now it makes me so angry it just you know I, i've i've never actually encountered an individual that's that's been a full-fledged supporter of of abortion I, i've never done it now I, i've met the occasional uh pro-choice person in the sense of Okay, there's certain circumstances where, and to a point, I can understand it. To a point, when it comes to a matter of, or when it's a matter of medical necessity, as in if it's going to kill you or it's going to kill the child halfway through birth, or you know, I, I understand. I, I understand. Which is that—that's a decimal, by the way, percentage chance. Right. It's right. like you know, yeah. Right. But still, I mean, the occasional chance does happen where the child is going to be stillborn. It's not going to make it. So rather than put the mother through the, all that, you know, I, I I get it. But I guess the the thing that bothers me the most about it is the way that it's done with this cloak and dagger type of thing. Literally, <laughs> we call it Planned Parenthood for God's sake. The, the, that's not Planned Parenthood. You're aborting your kid. That's not Planned Parenthood. Well, it's planned in the sense of you're planning when you're planning you want to, to, be a to execute it. Yeah. 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 But and it, it just the, the other thing they, they're talking about the racism and all that kind of nonsense that's going on nowadays. And, and they put oh, them in minority ra- neighborhoods. The, Margaret Sanger literally said that the entire reason for doing this was to uh, abort the undesirables undesirables to them at that time period, that phrasing meant black and mentally challenged people. It's eugenics. And, and we're, we're okay. We're just like, yeah, all right. It's something like 70 or 80% of the, the abortion clinics are all in minority neighborhoods. They're all in the low income neighborhoods. And we're supposed to just be all right with this and, and just legalize 
you know, one of the interesting things about that whole Planned Parenthood thing, and I think a lot of this, like, you haven't heard this anywhere in the mainstream media with any of it. Bill Gates's father ran Planned Parenthood, was the head of Planned Parenthood for years. Now, it's no secret that the man has a eugenics past. Hell, he's, he's a eugenicist himself. Look at what he does. The people that they have on CNN, you know, the woman that was the, what her name, whatever her name was, Liana Wynn or whatever, Dr. Liana Wynn, she ran Planned Parenthood. And now she's up there pushing vaccines. Is any of this a coincidence? The connections are there. We've never really gone down the road of talking about like Planned Parenthood and stuff here on the podcast. But I thought now, because I kind of got excited, I, I, I kind of got excited when I saw the headline that there was possibly a shot at overturning this and shutting it down and putting these, <laughs> what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Every death cult does what? Child sacrifice, right? It's what they do. That's what it is to them. You couldn't <laughs> they're, get... They're worshiping and praising the fact that they went and had an abortion. They're... Yeah. They're shout your abortion they have stu- yeah. they have tiktok videos where where they go on and not only do they uh oh, there's tiktok videos that how many guys you've screwed but then there's also tiktok videos on how many abortions you had and praising your abortions and like wow. there's there's videos of like women being in the clinic and like there, there was one chick she like climbs up the door and straddles her stomach against the top of the door like you know in a gesture is in trying to kill the the child it's just the the i mean i i know it's probably all just for the likes and the 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 attention but you yeah but you're you're literally killing someone like to to, like who likes that kind of stuff like that that to me that's revolting other people of the same cult i suppose so but do, do you do you know that that was considered an essential service under the covid lockdowns yep that was essential churches were closed you couldn't go to church. Oh, no, God, no. You, you couldn't go worship Jesus Christ. No, you couldn't do that. Oh, but you could go get an abortion. That was fine. That was essential. You couldn't go visit your own family. But yeah, unless oh, the liquor. Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah, unless you're Gretchen. Yeah, you charter a fl- yeah. private flight down to uh, yeah. down to down to Florida. Yeah. yeah. For, you know, laying on the beach or Governor Cuomo. You know, he had his mother over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, he made the turkey. Yeah. But the liquor stores were open. The casinos were open. Well, some of them, not the, the whole. Dispensers. Not, yeah, the dispensaries were open. The adult bookstores were open. You can still go get your drugs. Hell, in Los Angeles and in San Francisco, they put the bums up in the five-star hotels in the Ritz-Carlton downtown, and they were bringing... Room service was bringing the drugs to the bums in the hotels. No, we don't want yeah. you to go out and spread COVID. We'll go out and we'll get your liquor and your and your crack and your, and your heroin for you. That's fine. Just call room service. We'll go get it for you. At taxpayer expense. The degeneracy, the degeneracy of the society is, that's that's unprecedented. Yeah, this is why, as the listener, this is why I think uh, America is on a downward spiral and is screwed. It's because our society is allowing this kind of stuff. We're, we're, we're just, the, the thing is, is taking no action against this, even if, it, even if it's just speaking out against it in your own circles, if you take no action, it's the same as you supporting it. You know, this is my concern. And and I had this point brought up a long time ago. It seems like a long time ago now that we've talked about it. You know, we've done almost 800 podcasts. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah. I, I, I do not. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I remember I, it has because last week I was looking and I'm like, hey, we did 300 podcasts. <laughs> now yeah, <it's> like, exactly. <laughs> but here's what concerns me. And th- this is something that, that's been bothering me for quite some time. When you have a degeneracy of a society like this, what tends to happen is eventually that pendulum is going to swing back the other way. The problem is, is that you haven't had that pendulum able to swing back, as Marty likes to put it, 
after the war, the pendulum swung too far to the left for far too long. And they've kind of grabbed the hold of it and they've welded it in place over there and it's not moving. Well, (laughs) I would argue it's not even welded in place. They just keep pulling it back further and further to the left and it's getting higher and higher. And And what happens to a pendulum when you pull it higher and higher? It's going to swing back around. Yeah. (laughs) So my, my point was, is I wanted to bring this part into it. Berlin, Berlin, Germany, Berlin, Germany in the 1920s, the atmosphere in that city, you had drugs. You had a big sexual culture, and it was a just it was it was a mess. I see where you're going. I see where you're it was going a mess. with it. You had people defecating in the streets, that kind of stuff. It was just total degeneracy. What happened after that? People wanted the to change. Savior. Exactly. <laughs> people wanted to change. Here comes a guy, albeit he was a he was an insane psychopath, but here comes a guy who's a very well spoken individual who knows how to speak to people, to energize a crowd, to get people's attention. He sees the financial disparity in what's happening in the country. And he wasn't wrong about it. He said, our wheelbarrows, we can't make the wheelbarrows big enough to hold all the money we need for our people to buy a loaf of bread. That's a problem. And he was right. That is a problem. That's a problem in any society when you have that, when you have runaway inflation. You think that you've seen runaway inflation? You ain't seen nothing yet. The top's going to blow off of this thing that they can't hide anymore. Uh, We're we're talking Weimar Republic. To that level back then, we're talking that level of inflation. To that point, we already have the futures project- projections based on, I forget what the actual term is called, but uh, the projection is based on the current price for uh, materials and, and you know, to, to manufacture the goods. Um, that's up 22% right now. Mm-hmm. So the, the products that are going to come in the future are going to be more expensive. And that's that's only going to increase because those materials are still shortage. It, and they're continuing to have shortages. Um, so prices for things are already skyrocketing. We're, we're seeing it in other areas there. My point is, is that when you have these type of things happen in a society, people eventually get to a point where, you know what? We're ready for a different kind of change. And oh, yeah, it was nice for a while for the German people. It was nice for a while. Oh, yeah, here I'll give you roads. I'll give you jobs. I'll build this country back up. This is where they try to make the Trump-Hitler comparison, which was complete nonsense. Well, it's there. There is an element of of accuracy to that. Yes. That was that was America's attempt at having a, a starting to swing back to the right. Yes. And uh, Trump was. I mean, when you when you look at, at at the person, the stuff that he said in the past. I mean, it it's um, crude and egregious in that sense, but. That when you look at the context, he's not wrong. And it's really an example of how messed up our society is. When you go back to the mm-hmm. comments that he said that people are so up, uptight about, you look at the whole thing he was saying, he's not, it, it was It was showing how bad our society has become, basically. Um, but all that aside, I, I think that was, I think that was the attempt that we, that, that the American people made to try to have a swing back to the right. And uh, that was stolen from them. Yeah, that was the point that I made the other day. I said Trump was just a physical manifestation of people's anger. And it was the same thing when uh, when the Nazi party came to power in Germany. It was a manifestation of people's anger. They were tired of the destructive policies of of their government. And that's what we're seeing now. We're tired of the destructive policies of our government. And my concern is, is that you're going to force a leader of some kind to emerge Rather, that's I, I don't think that that's Trump. I think it's going to be someone else. I don't know who, but someone. I don't know if it's going to be a man or a woman or, or, or whatever. But someone, if this continues, someone is going to arise and they're going to promise you everything. Best case scenario, 
Ron DeSantis. Yeah, but That's Ron DeSantis right now. Yeah, but DeSantis is not. Like, I'm talking about a totalitarian. That, that's I, the I mode understand. I'm going down. Uh, that's DeSantis is not a totalitarian. No, that's why I said best case scenario. Uh, worst case scenario is what we're we're looking at here. And hell, it doesn't even have to be a worst case scenario. If if you were to get a a politician in place that was not a Ron DeSantis that didn't have the balls like Trump to to do an act change, but then had the good pr- uh, policies and principles to bring us back or try to bring us back to a more uh, uh, conservative country. And I don't mean conservative as in conservative like the the left right. I mean conservative in the sense of like, I don't know, maybe having a budget uh, and, and sticking to it, maybe not killing our um, innocent and unborn, maybe, you know, getting out of wars and stuff, you know, maybe maybe kind of those basic principles that both sides kind of agree to or should agree to. If we fail to get someone in place like that, and you just get a, a run-of-the-mill normal rhino Republican, um, it, we're just going to get pushed further to the left. The pendulum is not going to swing right. It's going to go left again. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong because I, I had a thought because the, the people that are out there that really were on board with the whole Trump thing and the Trump movement and all the rest of it, we're not far-right people. We're, we're actually in the middle, though we tend to lean conservative on a lot of issues. We're still willing to hear both sides of things, so may- maybe I'm wrong because right. yeah, I mean, you do have extreme right people out there. Sure, you do. I mean, hell, they're, they're political parties in the U.S. We have an American Nazi party. We actually do. We were actually yeah. going to do a podcast on one of them, but we got tied up mm-hmm. with all this COVID stuff. We never had a chance to sit down and do it. I wanted to sit down and compare the extreme right and the extreme left and talk about how similar they are. I don't think there's a middle left anymore, though. Either you're no. you're left or right now. Yeah, it's yeah. either you you can't you can't be a neutral. Uh, Sweden in the middle. You can't be, you know, not playing either side anymore. That, that's not that's not possible. Either you're right or you're left. Um, and that, well, that's that's what we're being thrown into. What about the people that, like ourselves that reject both extremes? I reject the extreme right. I reject the extreme left. If you want to look at it, look at it in terms of left and right, well, then I reject both sides. Right. Okay. Um, because I'm I'm technically extreme right technically if you if you yeah, look at it I'm by small government and yeah yeah but by American standards by European standards there's a difference yeah exactly and that that's my point if you if you want to go extreme right um, our founders were extreme right um, I mean uh, the if but if you go by European standards they don't even really fit on the on the chart. Yeah. Because putting them in the middle doesn't doesn't do justice to what they were doing. It was no. a completely different system. But they were on the left. That that's that's what people don't get. The German Workers Party, which later became the National Socialist German Workers Party, they were a rival Marxist party. Do you know what Hitler did? He was a spy for the German Communist Party, and he was to infiltrate the other rival Marxist party to bring them down. <laughs> and he ended up becoming the leader of it, and later. After they got to the point where it was that party against the other party, well, what did they do? Well, we need to do something to get the people on board with it. Well, let's just let's make it about patriotism, National Socialist German Workers Party. That's what it was actually called. That's an inconvenient truth for the Antifa people. That's a real inconvenient truth. Well, they're they're anarcho-communists. So like, you know, Uh uh-huh. Well, they're they're anarcho whatever in hell, but they don't understand a single bit of history. And that's the most important thing. You have to understand these things. And and it's important when you do understand them to interpret them correctly. And you have to, let me put it this way. 
once you understand them and you understand what both both flavors of Marxism are capable of, any form of collectivism, I'll just I'll put it that way, any form of collectivism, that right there, that's a reason that it should be rejected. If the 20th century taught us anything, if it taught us anything, then it taught us that collectivism as a whole, doesn't matter if it was the Soviet Union or Nazi Germany or Franco Spain or or whatever, Hugo Chavez's Venezuela, yeah, how's that working out for him? Collectivism as a whole was a failure. That includes Pol Pot's Cambodia, the Mountain of Skulls with the Khmer Rouge, Collectivism kills. It always does. We had over 100 million dead in a century because of collectivism. How on earth can you sit there and seriously say that, oh, it wasn't done right? If you really believe that, then you're just showing your ignorance. Final point. Um, yeah. Uh, in conclusion to all this today, um, I am going to have to follow this podcast up with an angry workout uh, to <laughs> regain composure. Um, that that that. A top topic of abortion that is that is one of the ones that will anger me quicker than you know BLM you know not BLM as in like Black Lives Matter but BLM as in Bureau of Land Management that one gets me angry but abortion gets me far more angry than BLM. Are you gonna hit that heavy bag like uh, like that UK politician of the Labour Party? No, I don't think I'm capable <laughs> no. of hitting it like that. No, <laughs> that awful. <laughs> that was terrible. All right. We are going to have to go, but uh, it's been great to have the, uh, you know, we didn't get to a damn thing we had lined up today, I don't think. A couple of things, but that was really about all. But we kept expanding and expanding and expanding. So, yeah, I guess those are usually the best ones. We did that yesterday, too, and it was kind of nice. Yeah. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. We put out all of our podcasts that we do here every week on that channel, as well as a news feed. We also have a comment section and a discussion board. So get signed up to us over there so you can get all that content. Also, we put out an exclusive podcast just to our Telegram subscribers once a week. And only by being subscribed to us in our Telegram channel will you have access to that. And you'll get to hear Bruce uncensored when he talks about Roe v. Wade. <laughs> also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be fantastic as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.